Warning, the Federal Communications Commission requires that we inform you that this episode of the Derek Duvall Show may contain content inappropriate for children. Listener discretion is advised. The FCC also requires us to inform you that this episode may contain the words f***, s***, asshole, mother boy, dumpster, galloping quit, but in like a British way, and also, strangely, cul-de-sac. Once again, this show may contain content not suitable for anyone but the coolest children. Listener discretion is advised. Powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show! Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy, guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello! Hey, guys! Hi there! Hello! Thank you, everyone. Please sit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to The Derek Duvall Show. (laughs) We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we get into the episode, I want to say thanks again to my last guest, Dr. Seth Shostak. He was the lead senior astronomer over at the SETI Institute. The episode lit up the listen counter like a slot machine in Vegas, and I am incredibly grateful to Dr. Shostak for being so gracious with his time. I said it before on the last episode, and damn does it go on to be repeated, but that one goes in the Hall of Fame for me. So welcome to episode 86. Now this is a very special episode for me to release, as this is one of the very few times I'll be sharing a very personal struggle that I have dealt with. Today, with the release of this episode, marks my 1,000th day of alcohol sobriety. Now, I know that's going to surprise a lot of folks, but we all are human, and unfortunately, addiction is something that got the better of me. My dad was the one who told me you will find no answers in the bottom of a glass, and, well, I didn't listen. Losing my dad in 2018 sent me down a very, very dark road, and since I started drinking at a very young age, it took an almost tragic decision on my part for me to take a look in the mirror and say enough was enough. With the support of my family and friends, today I am celebrating this 1,000th milestone, and I couldn't have done it without them. So in the spirit of all that, I invited a new friend of the show to come on and discuss her amazing story. We have on the show Daniela Park, who runs the podcast and website Doing It Sober. She'll be discussing how she crawled out of the depths of addiction and how she helps others stay sober. So let's go get her out here and tell her tell her story. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome all the way from Ocala, Florida, the founder of Doing It Sober, Miss Daniela Park. Daniela, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather out by you today? Oh, my God. It couldn't be better. I'm in Florida, central Florida. I moved from Southern California, and Florida is where it's at for me now. Nice. How long have you been living out there? It's been about three and a half years. Yeah. What is it about Florida that sets it apart from everywhere else? Well, I'll tell you, it's not the people. <laughs> well, maybe it is the people. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty it. When I lived in, in Southern California my entire life, I got so sick of the traffic 
and the desert, it, it's so very dry. Mm-hmm. And I travel all over the world. I enjoy green forest, jungle. It's my thing. So mm-hmm. Florida was the only place I could find that had the beach that I love, the jungle atmosphere, the you know, the springs and the trees and the grass and everything's always green. And I love that. So I start my interviews off with the same way. And that is how it's been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, gosh, everything under the sun happened uh, during COVID. It's it's definitely been a challenge. I I wasted a good portion of my time at the beginning of when we were pretty much all the way locked down doing, because uh, I'm an artist, so I was painting and I was doing, uh, making all sorts of cool stuff, which was fun. Uh, it was a nice break. And then uh, my dad got sick, boom, he just died of cancer. We didn't know. And uh, I also got sick. So I've been dealing with uh, all of that kind of stuff within COVID and no meetings, uh, AA meetings, I'm sober. And the online Zoom thing doesn't really work for me with the meetings. And so it's kind of been challenging, but uh, a lot of adversity came out of it. That's for sure. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born and what was it like growing up there? Oh, I was born in uh, Van Nuys, California, and I live the good life. I'm an only child. Uh, Father was a producer in Hollywood. Mother... uh, was a uh, she was on the Barney Miller show. She was the prop master, and my father was the cameraman. And they hooked up, and I had this picture perfect life: horses, um, you know, the typical 4-H, the singer, the dancer, all the fun classes that you get to do when you're young. I had a lot of love, but I was pretty miserable, and I I didn't know what it was at the time. There's some kind of a a deep hole inside of me that was, but Southern California was pretty awesome. You say that uh, when you were young, what did you aspire to be when you got older? Well, I was on my way to being a news broadcaster. I was interning at E-Entertainment and I was the local newscaster at KBU TV in Malibu. I would go to all the functions and I had my own show I had a show with the uh, mayor every week, and my whole idea was to just kind of get into being a news anchor. I thought that would be perfect. Hmm. So do you have any fun memories from Los Angeles Valley College? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Yes, I do. That was actually a really good time in my life. I was enjoying myself. I wasn't drinking and drugging too hard. I was just in my early stages of life and I was taking a course in communication and production and that was fun. And I didn't have much pressure. It was just a like a fun thing kind of to do at the time. And I, I met a lot of people in the industry, did a lot of their shows and, and different projects they were working on. And, you know, I was in my prime at that time. <laughs> So it was uh, it was pretty promising, you know, just thinking about the reaction of people and working with people about what my future might look like until I fucked it all up. (laughs) That happens. So that being said, you have become a driving force for alcohol and drug sobriety. What was your life like before you got sober? 
Well, I didn't take a sober breath for at least, well, I got sober for 90 days when I was 21, but then I didn't take a sober breath for a good 15 years. Uh, drinking just wasn't enough for me and neither was the cocaine. So I found speed somehow. And, it, you know, we all land in different places and it happens when you're in that kind of a world, you're in bars and you're bartending, it just, it shows up. And so once that happened, my entire life changed. I became a complete meth head. I mean, we're talking shave my head, pluck my eyebrows, my eyelashes out. I carve holes into my chin. I uh, pretty much was just doing everything I could for drugs. And I come from a good family. I had a great upbringing and I would rather be in a hotel or in my car than going home to Malibu to the big ranch where I grew up because I loved that life. I was addicted to that life. So what inspired you to dig yourself out of that hell that you say you were living in? It was a spiritual awakening for sure. I had um, the first thing that happened on 9-11, 2006 was I was in the shower. I had a night out uh, doing things I shouldn't have been doing because I needed money. And uh, because I did bring myself to all levels of insanity during the uh, drinking years and, and drugging years. And I really did not know there was another way to live. So I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. So the, the last day that I drank and used, I had a horrible stomach pain in the shower where I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. My face was contorting. I couldn't breathe. I was hyperventilating. I was able to call 911. They came. I was laying there with a towel over me and uh, basically I almost died. My stomach lining exploded. I was in the hospital for a week. I had emergency surgery. And still at that point, when I got out of the hospital with all those staples and my guts pouring out, they told me I couldn't drink, smoke, or of course use. <laughs> and my first thing was, I'm going to go to the pharmacist and see what they had. And they said, you got to go to an AA meeting. And uh, I did. I didn't like it. I had been before when I got sober the first time for 90 days. And I called up a friend. She was a um, an old person who used to sell me drugs. And uh, she was sober. And I knew she was sober. And I called her. And all of a sudden, I was at a meeting with her that same day. And the, from the moment I walked into that meeting, the love and the presence of people and the caring and the devotion that the people have for a newcomer, it's really touching. And it's a love that I haven't, it makes me emotional because it's a love that I haven't been able to find or I haven't found before that anywhere. Now that I've been sober almost 16 years, I find that love all over because I'm able to give it and receive it. But they were able to love me until I could love myself. And that was everything that I needed, people who understood me and that I could learn from because I had no idea I had a, a disease. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so how long have you been in recovery? It's been 16 years, uh, September 11th. So that's, at least you don't forget what date's on. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very... Uh, very easy date to remember almost yeah. dying and it's also a very prolific um date mm -hmm. to begin with 
So in your opinion, how does long-term sobriety require emotional sobriety? It's everything. If you're not growing, you're not going to make it. I'll be honest. I mean, it's, it's, or you're going to live a very miserable life and there's going to be a lot of pain. And, you know, I didn't get sober to feel that pain. Um, I am human and pain is always going to be the touchstone to growth. And when we get in enough pain, hopefully we do something about it. Um, whether it be isolation or um, not helping others or just not taking personal inventory of our lives. Who are we hurting? What have we done wrong? How can we fix this? How can we make this better? Um, if we're not continuously trying to be better people, um, you know, push our limits because we're we're pretty exotic people um, as alcoholics. We have a lot of uh, we need that that existence of like for me it's the it's the fourth dimension you know i have to have a spiritual experience it's something that i crave and that i really love and enjoy and when i'm at that limit where i push myself i'm living my spiritual life and i think it's a huge part of my recovery if i didn't have that i don't know what i would have i i just don't even know if i would be able to to stay sober just to have that hope this might be a sensitive subject, but I have to ask, how long, how close have you ever come to breaking your sobriety? Ooh, well, there's stupid things like my husband and I are on vacation. He's sober 14 years and uh, we're like, oh, we're, cause we were at an island. We were so bored. And I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to have a Corona right now? But it just, it's just not something that, that I would do. I, I don't feel that crave anymore. I don't crave alcohol. I don't, I don't look for the drugs anymore. It's just, I live a totally different life. I can't even imagine what it would be like to try a drug these days. First of all, I'm scared to death because I don't want to die. And it's just my whole way of thinking, my whole life, all of my, um, um, motivations and everything is based on sobriety. So I'm pretty well set up with a good foundation. And that's what I tell everybody, build that foundation, you know, because that's what you're always going to look back on. And you're always going to go back to those people, those things that you learned that those little tiny little prayers and all these little things that help keep you sober. Those are going to be what's going to help you during like a difficult moment. Should you have one? Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this amazing interview. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that cup of coffee, take some super nice, long, deep breaths, you know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Pay attention to two friends of the show. We will be right back. Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. 
In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hi, my name is Michelle Fabre, and you can listen to my latest single, Kick It Up, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other streaming platforms. I never had a feeling like this before. Let me in. Hey, baby, I'm coming to your door. And even though you're miles away, I can't wait. I'm going to see you today. This is Erica, host and guide of the YouTube vlog Mon Jardin au Coin. I invite you to join me as we explore the many joys of gardening, such as sowing seeds, raising plants, and the reward of harvesting. If gardening is something you're interested in, or you just want to follow my adventures and receive tips to help any novice break into starting their own garden, you can find Mon Jardin au Coin on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I look forward to having you hang out with me in my little garden on the corner. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello, everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 86 of The Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the founder of Doing It Sober, Daniela Park. So alcoholism is one of the leading causes of divorce. A recent article put the divorce rate at about 50%. 
But the same article quoted that adding alcoholism into the mix tripled that rate. How do those in recovery beat those odds? Well, it you know, I will say the 12 steps does have a profound effect on relationships. And if both of them choose to take that path, they're going to learn how to live under spiritual principles. And I, I can't say more about the AA 12 steps, just the 12 steps in general. They're good for anybody. You know, we took a moral inventory of ourselves. We, we made our wrongs right. We're, you know, we have a spiritual connection. We're of service to others. I mean, these are just, just great principles that anyone could use in a relationship. And I didn't know how to do that before. I mean, I learned how to live in AA. Literally everything that I do is based on what I've learned in AA, you know, and then of course you grow and grow and grow from there. But for me, that's the only thing I know is, is like living in the spiritual principles. So Hollywood is a long partnership with alcohol in terms of, you know, how they portray alcohol use and alcohol abuse in films. And then of course you've got your counter films with like, you know, the last samurai leaving Las Vegas or a warrior to show you the dark side of what alcoholism can be. What do you, in your opinion, what do you think Hollywood could be doing better to stop glamorizing uh, alcohol abuse? You know, I think it's, it's like sober is the new black. So they're already doing it. A lot of them are, I mean, there's so many movies now that have the sober actors, um, you know, characters in the shows. And um, it's becoming so much more popular and they are kind of bringing it more into the forefront. And there are, of course, you know, the, the naysayers that say, don't bring it into the, but the more people, the better, you know, plant the seeds. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's always going to be that glamorous drink with a little bit of glass, a uh, little bit of ice and the, you know, the cognac that's yeah. so disgusting but it just looks so great on film. Like, wow, that looks really good. Even though I would never drink it, it's disgusting, <laughs> but they make it look good. Um, I don't know. I think they're doing a pretty good job. In your opinion, what is the difference between Americans and the rest of the world in regards to alcohol intake? I really don't think there's a difference. Uh, you know, I think every country has its own type of way, way of living. It's got its own heritage and uh, way of life. And, you know, Americans are pigs. What can I say? <laughs> um, an alcoholic is an alcoholic. I mean, the only person that can find out, you know, if someone's an alcoholic is if that person diagnoses themselves. So it's, uh, it's a, just a thing that is, is worldwide and, and anyone could have it or be born with it. It's just one of those things. Tell us about your podcast, Doing It Sober. Um, the podcast is just kind of a, a thing I, I throw my material on after the show. I do a live show for uh, a place called Fireside. It is Mark Cuban's new uh, live virtual entertainment uh, new. There's so much going on with it. it it's a really cool uh, way of doing entertainment now and all these celebrities and all these different people they're bringing on and they're going to do these NFTs. So anyways, my show 
is I have three series. I have the experts where I bring in the experts to talk about narcissism, alcoholism, addiction, all the, you know, relationships. I've got sober celebrities where I bring in um, Daniel Baldwin's coming in. I had Bronwyn from Real Housewives. I'm just trying to get, you know, different actors and celebrities to come on and talk about their sobriety. And then we have real recovery where it's just the real person who is an alcoholic that got sober that talks about, you know, some of the challenges that they've had and, and of course, all the good stuff that's happened too. What's the response to the show been like? Well, the truth is, is I don't have time to market. So, cause I have a full-time job and I have doing it sober, which is my 12 step store that has gotten, I get like a million views a month. And so I started out where I was barely getting two a month <laughs> and now I'm here. So, you know, I wish, I wish more people would um, come on and interact and ask questions because that's what it's all about. It's about coming on, being on stage with these people, asking questions. Uh, but I just don't have time to ask people to review my podcast, to put out emails and because I'm too busy putting emails out for other stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think it's picking up every week. It gets better. And I trust that if I just show up, do the right thing and try my best, that it's always going to work out. That's awesome. I love that. See that right there. I need to learn that damn phrase because sometimes I'm sitting here and, you know, I, I, I'm working with my team and getting the program out. It's so overwhelming sometimes. I'm like, no one's ever going to listen to this. And what am I doing? And then, you know, your, your team's like, no, this is a great episode. It's doing record numbers. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a vicious circle, but it, it, it can, it can be rewarding and it can also be painful at the same time. I agree. And especially being an alcoholic, we have a little, a little, uh, you know, hamster wheel yeah. going all the time. And, yeah. and uh, it, I think everybody feels that way, especially with this new push for these, uh, you know, social media pushes for reels and all this stuff. And it's, it's overwhelming with Instagram, you know, if you don't do your reels, you're not going to get your posts up. If you do, can't do this, can't do that. You got to pick trending music, but technology is moving at lights. I mean, it is moving so fast. And if you don't jump on the bandwagon, you're going to miss out because right yeah. now is a huge opportunity for people to grow. And so I am pushing myself way beyond my comfort zone. I don't like doing on-camera stuff. I've been doing it. Um, you know, I'm just, I, I just believe if I do my best and I keep doing it, eventually something really great's going to happen, whether I'm going to meet someone really cool that's going to change the way I think about something or people are going to, you know, have fun watching the show or it's going to help somebody. So that's all that matters. Yeah. I had some social media influencers on the show the last couple of months and they all told me doing what's it called? TikTok and Instagram. It's a full-time job. And I just, I can't do that. It would, it would drive me to insanity. I think. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely there. I don't know how I'm keeping up with all of it, but I'm trying. <laughs> so that being said, what's next for Daniela? Well, I've been tossing this up for so many years and I've been writing it for 10 years. My life is like, we all have a, a story. Um, my story, I never thought 
I turn out the way that I did and, and what I did to get the drugs that I wanted. And, you know, every time I try to write it, it hurts so bad that I just, I haven't gotten there. I I've gone five chapters, but you know, who knows? I'm just kind of uh, trying to grow my store and, and if I can create new designs for t-shirts, I'm totally happy with that. And been manufacturing my own medallions and designing those. I hope to grow the show on Fireside and, uh, you know, just try to have better relationships with my husband and family, stuff like that. That's awesome. Do you have a thousand days medallion? You know what? That's a pretty cool one. Yeah. Actually, oh, this... God, tomorrow I get my new laser machine I just purchased that I've been waiting mm -hmm. on, and I'm going to do personalized medallion. So I'm going to get you a thousand day medallion. Oh, you don't have to do that, but thank you though. So, <laughs> all right. So I like to ask one fun question: uh, When you aren't advocating and you aren't working your store and you aren't doing your podcast, what do you do for fun? Are there any shows, music you're into? How do you relax? Relaxing for me is being in nature. I love to paddleboard the springs. I'm an animal fanatic. Animals speak my language. I love to uh, go swim with the manatees here in Florida. Um, I just bought a boat for myself. My husband wants nothing to do with it. So I bought a cute little John <laughs> boat for myself. <laughs> and <laughs> I get to take my mom in, in the boat. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. So I'm just an outdoorsy person. When I moved to uh, Florida, I changed so much. You would never see me like this with uh, beachy hair and no makeup. I was full on eyelashes, makeup, acrylics, everything. Now, completely different person. Just That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so as I begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Well, you can always follow me on Instagram and that is doing it sober and pretty much every single outlet that there is you can find me under doing it sober doing it sober.com twitter tiktok everything is doing it sober so i am my interviews with my favorite question and the question is this if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of earth don't sweat the small stuff don't judge Listen more. You said one thing. <laughs> just keep on going. Keep on going. I just, just be kind. It's, it, it's just not, it's not really uh, that big of a deal. You know, everyone's so freaking angry and so just driven on hate. And it's just, it's, a really shitty existence for the short period of time that we get to be here and for me when i touch someone else's life there's a magic that explodes inside of me that i just love and i'm sure that you could you know if you haven't felt that if you just kind of let go a little of the hate you might <laughs> you know just stop taking things too personally i guess Daniela, thanks for coming on the show today. This has been an absolute treasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's been an absolute blast. You too. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 86. 
I want to thank the amazing and inspiring Daniela for taking the time out of her busy schedule to come on and speak with me. She is truly doing wonderful things over at Doing It Sober, and if we are lucky, I hope she can come back on the show and speak with us again down the road. Have you had a chance to check out our store on TeePublic? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs, plus we have a carefully curated collection of t-shirts put together by myself and Mrs. Duvall. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be magically taken to our store on TeePublic, and we want to thank TeePublic for being such great partners. September is Suicide Prevention Month. As someone who has struggled with mental health in the past, I encourage everyone who might be going through a significant mental health crisis to reach out to a family member, a friend, a trusted doctor, or if it's your thing, a religious leader, and have them help you get the immediate attention and help that you require. You can also contact the 988 Suicide and Crisis Hotline, but please remember, guys, and this is serious, suicide is a permanent solution to a very temporary problem. On behalf of the entire team here at The Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, everything in moderation, folks. And if you are struggling with your drinking, just start with a day, then a week, a month, and you'll be amazed at how you feel. Moderation, folks. That's the word of the day. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time. Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.